On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we talk about the Heimlich Maneuver and a little bit on the Atlanta Falcons. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod. He's helped especially on Will Harris as Aaron Jones breaks loose. Aaron Jones, he's headed for the end zone. And he's going to be in with a Packer touchdown. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. What's up? So let's start here. How does Dan Quinn still have a job? Who knows? Is is this the start (laughs) of this could be? Is this the start of the firing tour? The coaches that get fired midseason or is it not going to is it not going to happen because of covid? And you have to promote internally for the rest of the year, right? I mean, Dan Quinn is a guy that should have been let go probably, if not last year, probably the year before. I mean, this guy has consistently let the city of Atlanta down. Um, you bring him in to be a defensive coordinator, head coach, and what has the defense ever done? I mean, yeah. So They beat, they beat the Packers in the NFC Championship game. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Between uh, between um, this, the Jets situation, there's just so many that I, I wouldn't be surprised, uh, especially with that open extra playoff spot that maybe teams think, hey, if we can make a run, maybe we can still get in. But I, I think if the Packers do what they need to do, this is the last of Dan Quinn. But coach firing season. Let's go. So Atlanta, Green Bay. At Lambeau, Monday night football, Atlanta Falcons are 0-3, and the numbers from and statistics-wise are just insane. 16 points given up in the last five minutes against the Cowboys, 20 points in the last six minutes against the Bears. Just games in hand, absolutely done. Uh, the numbers for Matt Ryan aren't, aren't too bad until you realize 450 of his over 900 yards came against the Seattle Seahawks alone, which if you want to talk about stats, Seattle giving up an average of 430 yards just through the air alone per game, which is (laughs) insane. So his biggest game was against, uh, nothing in Seattle, uh, Gurley is making an appearance and slowly getting to form the three headed monster in Atlanta is trying to stay healthy on their wide receiver end as well. So let's start with this Atlanta offense, who is putting up points. They have the, the tied for fourth in scoring in the entire NFL, and yet are 0-3. How do we feel about handling this team, which, as of Thursday, their top three receivers of Gage, Ridley, and Jones were all questionable, with Jones the only one practicing. So how are we feeling? I, I think you said it best, handle. How do we handle Atlanta? Uh, I don't think we should have an issue um, with this offense, but I think they're going to put up some points. Okay. Um, I, I think they're going to put up some points, don't get me wrong. But like we said on the last episode, you know, if we hold teams to 24, 26 points, we should win, you know, nine times out of 10. So, you know, even if they put up 30, I still think we'll put up, you know, more than that. So I, I think they'll have some success, but I also think our defense will have some success and give up yards, give up some points, but come up with some key 
um, either sacks or interceptions. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking in the red zone, honestly. Uh, Atlanta looked a little weak in the red zone against the Bears, um, especially early in the game. They couldn't they couldn't punch it in quite a bit. So I, I, I'm putting it on our defense, and I think I think they can stand up to this offense. The Falcons are just like one of the biggest conundrums in the NFL where they have such a fun and pretty good offense with a lot of dudes, and yet they're a bad team. And it, from a record perspective, if you looked at them playing the Seahawks and Cowboys in week one and two, you would think they started 0-2. But then you can't lose to the Bears and you can't have the leads they've had and then give them up and be sitting here at 0-3. And And honestly, I just got to say, I think it starts and ends with Matt Ryan. And I know the defense is bad, but how you can put up so many points and then notoriously fall apart all the time. This guy seems like he just came into the league as a pretty good quarterback, but hasn't ever taken that next step. To, to really be an, an elite quarterback in the NFL, in the National Football League, as ESPN he can't finish, analysts you're saying. Say. He can't finish. He, he just seemed to never get Hey, better. we don't talk about guys' personal life. <laughs> <laughs> so he, but I do agree. I, I thought Matt Ryan was this guy and because he's, he's top five in touchdowns and he's top five in yards. He's, he's great 24th in the league in completion. They yes. are throwing wow. around at an insane rate where you go, yeah, this offense, it, I, I agree. I think it has to, the pressure has to go on Matt Ryan, and I really, really hope Kenny Clark is back and we do find something to kind of contain Gurley because I, I think it is through the air that we're stronger as a secondary. And it, it, it's just they've gotten to where they've gotten to purely because of the amount of times that they've thrown the ball. Uh, yeah. that, that's, that's where I think they may wake up this week, though, you know. They were averaging, I think, Todd Gurley, yeah, 5.7 yards a carry this past mm-hmm. week. I mean, the whole team as a whole was 5.8. So why weren't they running, you know, when they were up 20 points? Um, they continued to pass, and it continued to cause problems because they didn't have their full core out there. I mean, they had, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, Alamid Zacchaeus, go for 4 and 41. Nailed it. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty spot on. But I think they focus more on the run this game, and I think that could cause us some issues because that'll only open up their passing. Couldn't have so. set me. Couldn't have set me up any better for for the notes that I had caught from from doing my research. They love the play action deep shots, and it, it's been to Calvin Ridley. He's he's third in the league in targets with Julio being out. He's second the league second in the league in yards. He, he's been their guy that extends the defense. And Matt Ryan almost looks like a different quarterback when he's able to uh, run this play-action-based offense and take his deep shots, which is probably why his completion percentage is only at 62%, is, is counting on these deeper throws. Mm-hmm. But he's he's a statue in the pocket, though, if it's not built off of play-action. So it's going to be this real interesting dynamic of – do they focus on the run knowing that they can against us and they should, if they can get Gurley going, then the play action deep shots, our corners are really going to get tested our corners and our safeties. I'm really looking forward to that matchup. And quite frankly, I hope Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley are both healthy and playing because we'll finally have a good two receiver combo to measure Jair and Mm -hmm. Kevin King with. But if, if they, try to go pass heavy like the Falcons love doing and and they don't give Gurley the ball enough and they just throw out a shotgun then I think it's a completely different defensive game plan where we can dial up the pressure 
and start getting home. And Matt Ryan's a totally different quarterback in that style offense. So it's going to be real interesting what they do, what the Falcons game plan is, and that's going to dictate what our defense has to respond with. If they can establish the run, we have to sit back and, and protect against the deep shot. But if they're not giving Gurley the ball enough, then send everybody because I'm not scared of this offense in that scenario. Yeah, and I, I, you know, we've been I I've been thinking that we've been struggling in the in our pass rush um, so far this year, um, but we're still on pace to where we were last year. We had we ended up with 41 sacks on the year last year, and we're on pace for 41 and a half now. It just doesn't feel like it did last year, you know, because the Smiths were the only ones getting everything, but they they're only combined right now two and a half sacks. So I'm starting Kiki. to. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm starting to sort of believe in some of these younger guys in the pass rush. I mean, if we can keep up to where we were sack wise last year, I mean, I, I I'll feel a little bit better about this defense. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I know Gary is is battling an ankle. I think Kenny Clark uh, practiced as we record this uh, on Thursday, so he he's trending in the positive. Um, so if, if those guys can play, if we can get back to healthy and get through this game and get into that bye week healthy, that'd be awesome. But um, it, I, I think this will be a telling week on the pass rush. It, Matt Ryan does a lot out of shotgun, so you've got that extra five yards you got to get back there in the first place. But he he wasn't uh, untouchable like some of these quarterbacks, like the breezes of the world, get the ball out on time and quick almost every time. Matt Ryan stood back there and and made himself available, and to the point that there was a you know you talked about the red zone struggles of the Falcons. They tried to block Khalil Mack one on one with a tight end in the red zone that doesn't sound like a scoring opportunity to me when you're trying to block Khalil Mack with a tight end with no help and uh you guys want to guess the outcome yeah he got sacked he got (laughs) sacked (laughs) so go ahead go ahead Zedarius will get some numbers if you try to pull that against us too so um it's going to be interesting like I said I think it all comes down to if the Falcons don't just establish the run but commit to it they can put up points against us Speaking of points, we turn our attention to this Packers offense. We touched on it at the review of the New Orleans game. The the points that they're putting up are absolutely insane. The problem is <laughs> whoever had a big game the day before somehow mysteriously gets injured the next week. Week one, uh, Devontae Adams going off and then not coming back. Now Alan Zard at this point is kind of this mystery semi-serious injury. Luckily, if you want to say that as just a pure fan standpoint, this Atlanta defense is A, uh, not very good, and B, not very healthy. They have given up the most points per game, 36, in the NFL, and are second most in yards against. Uh, So if there's one week, again, uh, luck of the schedule in this terms of we're not quite clicking yet in health, but we're playing teams that are also not in a great situation. This is like turning the Madden mode down to rookie and just putting up stats. <laughs> or like in college football when you played. Oh, baby. <laughs> this, this is like in college football when you played FCS West and just put up 18 touchdowns and won the Heisman based off of one game. This this defense is not good. I hope Devontae can play because this should be another game where he can have 12 catches for 150 pretty easily. I, I mean, pick your poison. We should be able to put up 40 points against these guys. Yeah, if Devontae plays, I mean, I I would say this might be a blowout because there's just no one on that defense that will be able to stop him. Even if you double him, there you won't be able to stop him. Um, if, if he doesn't play, though, I think this could be a lot closer. And I think 
uh, it will lean more towards our tight ends and running backs, sort of, sort of, you know, recurring theme, you know, similar to last week. They Atlanta was incredibly weak over the middle, Um, especially whenever they were playing zone over the middle. I mean, Chicago was finding area everywhere. So if Chicago can find 307 yards through the air, I think Green Bay can find 307 yards through the air. So I'm not worried. You know what they couldn't stop? A man by the name of Jimmy Graham. And you know the the route they couldn't stop? Those little one-yard flare routes that just grind my gears. If, <laughs> if they're going to make that an unstoppable route, like I said, pick your poison. I'd, whether Aaron Jones goes off, I think the tight ends could have a good day, but I, I'm opposite of you, Josh. I think this is all on the wide receivers. They played a ton of man coverage, mm-hmm. and it, uh, Lazard's got a mysterious injury that's hopefully clarified a bit by the time this, this podcast hits your feed. But it, it, whether him or Adams, or both are in, someone's going to have a great day. And that that's expecting them to double Devontae, put a safety over the top. I still think MVS could run past these guys all day. Anthony Miller, who is probably from a talent level, MVS level from the Bears team, uh, got open deep past the secondary multiple times. Trubisky overthrew him multiple times. So mm-hmm. why MVS couldn't get a deep ball or two uh, on Monday night – I think this is the game. If you're a championship team, you put up 40 against these guys and, and you put it up early. You you make sure that this offense doesn't have a chance to to try to save their coach's job. You put them out of their misery. Yeah, you're you're totally right. You're you're 100 right on that. And one one guy I did want to highlight from Atlanta's defense, who I think. Other than Grady Jarrett, who I think is a very decent player, you know, last year came up with seven sacks and 69 tackles. Um, but even Super Bowl him, MVP. Yeah. In, yeah until I mean, Tom Brady happened. Until Tom Brady. But uh, <laughs> but so I do like Grady Jarrett. But other than him, there's not a lot of names that anyone would uh, recognize on this, you know. So it, it's interesting. But one guy I wanted to bring up was Deion Jones in the middle. Um, a lot of people are they are pretty high on him and his play, but I did not like what I saw. And he's listed as six one two twenty two. He looks like he's six foot two hundred. He looks like Will Redman out there playing inside linebacker. Um, I want to attack him. You know, even though you're saying you think that the wide receivers should have a day, I want to attack this guy because I don't think he can keep up or cover and tackle any of our running backs. So it, it, it'll be an interesting game for sure. I would assume that Matt LaFleur is sitting in the coach's room watching film and just salivating with a grin on his face and his eyes wide because this is the perfect defense for his type of play calling because, as we talked about, they're not good short. They're not good on deep passes that, I mean, with this backfield and with the amount of confidence that Rodgers now has in the tight end group, I mean – MVS, here is your chance. Uh, Tanyan, here's your chance. I, I wouldn't be surprised seeing a whole lot of dump offs to Jones and Jamal and being like, get your yards when you can. This Fa- Falcons team is the perfect scenario for eight yards, 12 yards, six yards, eight yards, 12 yards, 62. Like it's just they're built to just kind of fall in line and, and fall asleep at multiple levels. So I really, really hope when we're doing the recap, it's us going, and then LaFleur did this play, and then LaFleur did this play, and it all <laughs> just worked on – because we've put up historic numbers against defenses that aren't great, but this is the worst one 
by far. And yeah. and it makes you hope that we haven't become complacent mm-hmm. uh, and that this isn't one of the old Packers kind of teams where they should murder these guys. And instead, it's close heading into the third quarter. But, man, uh, just let the dogs – eat because this is this is the perfect defense to do it against yeah how fun how fun was it even though the bears won how much fun was it to see mitchell trubisky get pinched during that during that he was so sad it was kind of a bummer because i want the bears to resign him for four more years of of fun i mean that's probably the end of his uh his bears tenure we'll see Um, we'll see but yeah, I, I thought it was kind of a bummer. I, I thought he was I was hoping he'd fall in line with uh the level of quarterback that you have to resign because your fan base is in love with him, but they're not good enough to win a Super Bowl with. Um but yeah, I, I think what's what's interesting is that, you know, what if Matt Nagy is actually a decent offensive coach? He just needed Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. He just needed a better a pocket passer. than Trubisky, yeah. But, but even – Yeah, we won't talk Bears. We'll talk Yeah, Bears. on the Falcons front. I'd, <laughs> so so let's do this. We're being a bit of Homer since it is a pocket uh, Packer podcast, but let's do this. What is the storyline you guys could see playing out that makes the Packers lose? If, if we show up on our heels, I, I think we lose um, because you cannot fall behind – I mean <laughs> – even though they've lost three times in a row, I do not feel comfortable falling behind the Atlanta Falcons because of our defense. Um, I, you know, I think we could catch up, but I don't think our defense, if we are far behind, could hold them enough um, for us to catch up. So even though history has proved my statement wrong, that I just <laughs> said, um, I don't feel comfortable with that. So I, I think we have to keep it close going into halftime and then we'll take off in the second half. Yeah, I think it's all – I don't want to hear about how – wow, Gurley looks young again. Like I don't I don't need this. Ty uh, uh, Summers. Because, yeah, because, I mean, Todd Gurley is, is the difference maker because if they get running the ball, that puts less pressure on Matt Ryan and all these scenarios we talked about. So I think it just becomes one of those situations that can our defense keep up with, with this offense if they are getting – rushing and passing going it's interesting you both brought up the packer defense as the reason we lose because i'm already thinking we're going to be frustrated on that side of the ball on monday night and i think i'm already over it and i'm thinking the offense our packer offense has to put up 40 because i fully expect the falcon offense to put up 30 and i think the the storyline for the falcons beating the packers is the defense gets opportunistic. And we've been pretty good about uh, blitz pickup and not creating or not causing turnovers, not uh, giving turnovers. I can't find the right word for that. But the the Falcons, I think, need to bring even more pressure than the Saints did. And the Saints ended up being one of the highest blitzing teams last week to try to get to Rodgers, and it didn't really work. I, I think the Falcons have to try to blitz that much or more and find success on that in order to get us off schedule. Because the the way Rodgers is leading this offense has been so efficient. And if there's no fumbles or picks like we've been doing to start the year, we got to put up 40. So let's jump right into predictions. What do we got? What's the score? Who is your MVP? All right, I'm going first this year, this week, because I know you guys, you guys got good news for everybody. So this week, 
I, I, I am with Dan a little bit. I think our defense wakes up and I think they get opportunistic and they get some, they get some turnovers, they get some sacks and we do not give up turnovers and sacks um, just like how we have been doing. But I still think this is a close game. Atlanta's offense is something to be feared even when they have backup wide receivers. They seem to have this offense that can do the short and their players make, you know, yards after catch ridiculous style. Um, so I, I think the Packers win, but it, it is close, 33 uh, 30. And I think it's down, down to the wire. Um, MVP, I am going with a defensive player because I think he's going to get attacked deep. Kevin King, where are you, buddy? Let's get an INT this game. Let's show everybody that you're here. And uh, let's let's see what we can do. Get your money. Good. Yeah. So you said you agree with me, but you're saying you don't agree with me because I don't think our defense is going to have a good day. I'm fully expecting texts from you and Ryan <laughs> talking about how Mike Pettin. Needs <laughs> no, to they're going to give up. They're going to give up 30 points. You said 30 points, but they're going to get they're going to come up in those key moments with key plays. All right. Ryan, what do you got? I do not want to be in a situation that the Cowboys or Bears are in because while it's the NFL and while I don't think the Atlanta Falcons are very good to completely choke away leads uh, anytime in the fourth quarter, three weeks in a row, I just don't see happening. So if, if Atlanta has a lead at all going to the fourth quarter, I'm legitimately scared, but I, I just, this, this offense this year has been built completely around whoever's hot. We're going with it. And it doesn't matter whether it's a, a First receiver, second receiver, running back, it doesn't matter. And so while Lazard scares me a little bit, uh, you know, Adams not being back scares me a lot a bit. Um, I still think that we have enough weapons and can spread it around that we're, we're doing just fine. Uh, I'm going to say 38 to 27 um, on this one. I, I still think we win, and I still think there's probably a, a little moments, like you say, in the first half where we question our sanity. But I think ultimately, being at home in this relaxed offense, I I, I just feel like we, knock on wood, we, we're going to show up. It's just a matter of how many points can we put on the board. Yeah, I agree. I, I think efficient Aaron Rodgers needs to show up. And like I've been saying, I, I think everyone could predict my, my score prediction from this point. It's pretty similar to Ryan's, but... Essentially, what everyone's saying that can't happen is the start we had against the Lions of 14 to three. Yep. Yep. If if that happens, uh oh, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just just go go to the fridge and get another beer because this is going to be a long Monday night. But I I think I've already said it. This is a game that a championship team just takes care of business. You you come out efficient. You don't even have to be a hot team. You don't have to you know get a touchdown every single time. But with Rodgers' confidence against this defense, the way this offense is clicking, like you said, LaFleur's play calling, there's no reason not to put up 40 against these guys. So I got Packers 41-31. My caveat is um, while it's a win by 10, I think it's going to feel a little bit like the Saints game. It's going to be a back and forth uh, running up the score. You're going to be mad at the defense a few times. It's going to be a little too close for comfort a few times because you're going to see the Falcons are 0-3 and wonder why they're still in the game. Uh, but but they're uh, they're uh, 0-3 that can score pretty well, and and we have a defense that that allows teams to score pretty well. So um, that's my nerves around it. But I think the Packers got enough to just outscore them. So 41-31, and my MVP is gonna be 
I'll go Devante. I hope he plays. <laughs> but Ooh. I, <laughs> I just think the wide receivers are ready. So, you know, if, if Devante doesn't play, then honestly my MVP pick would be MBS. Uh, I just think this secondary with, with no corners, Darquez Denard got hurt uh, at the end of the Bears game, and he's on the IR. There's just no corners on the Falcons that, that I think our receivers have to respect, really. So um, one of the wide receivers, if I could just pick the whole wide receiver group as MVP, I'd go ahead and do that. Yeah, and it should be really interesting. We complained about a week five bye, but I, I don't know if it could have been at any better time for this kind of team thus far so I, I hope there's a little extra motivation and i hope lafleur and the boys get a kid together of hey let's get a win and then let's rest up and really make a push uh for a super bowl mm-hmm. but this is this is the final week of preseason right <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much. stay away from covid <laughs> well we've been acting like it you know adams takes some time off kenny clark doesn't play except for the first game so it's been about as true a go chill at home boys <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but that will do it for this episode we will see how monday night goes and talk to you guys on probably wednesday of next week so until okay. then thanks everybody go pack go go